Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 134 in Edmonton. Just before we went to break, uh, we went to Oilers Game Day Trivia for Pro-Am Sports. Up for grabs a $50 GC from Pro-Am Sports. And the trivia question was, name the current LA Kings assistant coach that was an assistant coach on the Edmonton Oilers staff with Todd McClellan here in Edmonton. And the uh, correct answer was Trent Yanni, great guy. Uh, I believe he's from Hudson's Bay, uh, Saskatchewan. And uh, Derek Scott's got our winner uh, back in the 630 Chen Studios. Uh, Derek, who won? Yeah, Bob, we've got Hazen from Beaumont as our winner today. Excellent job, Hazen. Hazen gets a $50 GC courtesy of our friends at Pro-Am Sports Fan Cave and Fan Gear Specialist for all budgets in Edmonton on St. Albert Trail and ProAmSports.ca. We're going to head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline and uh, be joined courtesy of Legacy Heating and Cooling. Steve and Bobby and the staff at Legacy, they'll take care of you, whether it's heating or cooling you need. Get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. We welcome back to the show our NHL insider John Shannon hello John how you doing I'm great Bob how are you good calm before the storm here at Rogers place uh, you know I, I think everybody's looking forward to it Ken Holland's been on and certainly I think gave the impression that uh, the team likes where they're at right now heading in and uh, I think you and me both like the changes and alterations to the Oilers defense and the record speaks for themselves 14-0-1, but I don't want to put words in your mouth. So, uh, you know, you've followed us as closely as everybody. You've been on our show here for since 2015 for the last eight seasons. Uh, what are your thoughts heading in, Edmonton? Uh, you know, you're on the Sportsnet panels with us as well. What are your thoughts in terms of uh, where the orders are at right now uh, in terms of where they're being built and where they're headed? Well, uh, you know, having the general manager on an hour ago, I think you have to admit that uh, what he's done, um, and some fans haven't been as patient as others, what he's done is is the absolute right thing. You know, he they've gotten bigger, uh, they've gotten faster, they've gotten deeper. Uh, the, almost uh, the blueprint that Kenny Holland wanted to create when he arrived here, uh, it has happened. You're right, especially on defense. I mean, that was one of the things he said, I wanted to build a bigger D. 
think about that playoff series, uh, John against Winnipeg two years ago, and we love Chris Russell. He gave you everything he got. He, but we got him in his you know mid 30s by the time at, at that stage in his career. Um, and then T Tyson Berry was a good offensive puck mover, but 5'10 and 5'11 in a pairing, and that was Edmonton's second pairing against the Jets in that series. And fast forward, and, you know, tonight we're going to see an Oilers team with Ekholm at 6'4 and Bouchard at 6'2, and Bouchard's really emerged with Ekholm. Nurse and CeCe. Um, and Cody, by the way, is dealing a lot. He, he had a core issue for the better part of two months. He's at a way better place right now. And then, obviously, uh, DeHarnay, you know, the Oilers, and, and uh, Ken credited Pete Shirelli for that pick because that occurred during Pete's tenure as GM, as well as Brett Kulak, who Ken Holland traded for, you know, six foot one and a half. It's a completely different defense, isn't it? It is. Uh, and, and, you know, I think that for the longest period of time, people were actually trying to say the Oilers need to be grittier. The Oilers needed to show a little bit more muscle. Uh, and when you think of where this team is now with Kane, with Ekholm, with DeHarnay, uh, they have done that. And, and so th this, is, this is not a one-dimensional hockey team anymore. And I think that that's really important to, to look at. This is a team that can play the 2-1 tight checking game. They can open it up, <laughs> to say the least. Yes. And, uh, and, and, and beat you 7-4. Uh, and this is certainly a team you don't want to take a penalty against uh, because, you know, the power play, the, 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 the NHL's best ever power play will kill you. We have Derek Scott back at the studio. Uh, part of this happens because I'm not very good at texting and talking at the same time. Derek, if you could, could you uh, pull up that uh, Drew Doughty clip uh, that Reed Wilkins sent in a little bit earlier today? Uh, Doughty talking about uh, the fact that McDavid got a, a piece of Mikey Anderson. And I'll be honest, when I saw that, you know, call in the game, I, I was surprised that that knocked him out of the lineup for a couple games. He must have got him pretty good because I didn't think Connor took a serious run at him, and I think Anderson uh, kind of pivoted himself back in the boards. But here's Drew Doughty earlier today, uh, his comment on that situation. Uh, it's exciting. I uh, love, love the moment. I uh, love the challenge. Uh, everybody knows how good he is um, and how hard he is to shut down, but I'm going to do the best to my ability with my partner, Mikey, and whoever, whatever forward line's out there, we're going to do our best to, to keep him off the score sheet as much as we can. And, uh, yeah, uh, shutting down him will be a key to winning the series. And we're going to transfer into, so he was all up for the challenge and everything else, but uh, was asked about the hit where McDavid knocked Anderson out of lineup for a couple games. Yeah, we didn't feel good about it, that's for sure. Uh, I mean, he was out for whatever, week, week and a half, so and then we lost some games without him, so uh, we weren't too happy about that. Uh, it's not something we'll forget. Uh, we're not going to, like I said earlier, we're not, we don't want to be going to the box, so I don't know that we're going to be taking, uh, you know, dumb penalties on them or anything like that, but if we get a chance to smack him, we're, we're going to try to do that. If we get a chance to smack him, we're going to try to do that. That's great. Welcome to the playoffs. That's magnificent. Well, I love it. That's, that's fantastic. Come you, on. You can have relationships with people all year long, as you know, John, and, hey, we'll talk after the series is over. You know what I mean? <laughs> no question about it. That's what, you know, this is what playoff hockey is all about. You, you put your friendships on the shelf, and you play to win the game. Right, Herm Edwards? Yes, yes. You play to win the game. Uh, right. Fumble. 
Joe Pisarchuk. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, so <laughs> you like that? Was that quick enough for you? It's very good. It was very good. Of course, there's, you know, 90% of the audience now have to Google Herm Edwards and Joe Pisarchuk. There you go. Uh, who, by the way, at one time played in Calgary. We'll get to Calgary in a second. Uh, so now I've lost my train of thought, which is never a good thing. Bottom line here, uh, you know, it's interesting. You talked about the penalties, and a couple of years ago, and you have very good sources within the National Hockey League, uh, you know I vociferously complained about the fact that McDavid, in eight straight playoff games, four against Chicago in the play-in series and four against the Jets, did not draw a power play uh, for Edmonton. This season, McDavid drew the most power plays in the league. And last year's playoff numbers actually... There were more calls in the playoffs than there were in the regular season. Was this, did it just work out that way, or was there a concerted effort to try to call the game roughly the same way it is in the uh, regular season as it is in the playoffs? What do you think, John? Um, well, I'd, li- I'd like to tell you that, you know, they call the game in the regular season as well as they do in the playoffs or vice versa. Uh, but I don't believe that. I do think that, uh, you know, over the last couple of days, there have been conference calls with managers and conference calls with coaches uh, on the, on each of the series to say that, you know, we're going to reinforce the rule book and we're going to, you know, really look at uh, uh, stick fouls and we're going to look at uh, play uh, hits behind the play and, uh, and we're also going to really, you know, back up the whole concept of if I have a good check, uh, and your forward wants to retaliate right away, he's going to get a bad penalty. So, um, But we all know playoffs are different. When you play, Bob, the same team a minimum of four consecutive nights, there is going to be a different level. Uh, and each of, the, each of the refereeing groups are going to be briefed on a daily basis by the supervisors. Uh, so that they know, you know the, the backstories of what's gone on, how many times Drew Doughty has chirped, uh, how, how many times uh, uh, some of the Oilers have chirped. So from that perspective, uh, there's a lot more information available on a daily basis during the playoff series, and I suspect it will be called a little tighter. Uh, this has become a rivalry, hasn't it, John? Oh, I think so. You know, and, and let's face it, 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 there's it's 2.0 rivalry. There, there was a 1.0 rivalry for a long time based on the miracle on Manchester and the fact that the Kings shut down Wayne's famous 52-game streak, uh, but this this to me uh, really has has come to fruition uh, with Todd's arrival behind the bench for the Kings. Jay, his one of his best friends behind the bench for the Oilers, um, and again Edmonton versus LA, and people reminding everybody of the of the previous histories and the seven-game series last year, and dare I say, Leon Dreisaitl. Mikey Anderson, and Connor McDavid. Yeah, there you go. I, I, I totally concur with that. All right, now on to Calgary. The news of the day in Calgary. Brad Trill, I mean, who um, I have, I think, he, I think he did as good a job as he possibly could have upon finding out that Johnny Goodrow and Matthew Kachuk were not going to sign long-term with the Flames. They didn't make it. The numbers said they should have made it. They didn't. Uh, and he has, uh, he and the Flames have... Uh, ostensibly uh, and we're getting reports today uh, Don Maloney saying he's he's in there as the uh, acting GM that Brad Trello even was offered an extension um, are you surprised how this is all shooken out in Calgary no I'm not 
Um, you know, the, it, it, you know I, I truly believe if you talk to people inside the organization, uh, there has to be what I would, I would call an alignment of opinions. Everybody has to be on the same page. And, and I think we all know for a fact that uh, not everybody was on the same page by the end of the season. Uh, and there were even times during the season that that there was not that alignment. What, what you know, Brad did turn down an offer. You know, he, he did turn, turn down a contract offer because I think he wanted to make sure that in the next contract he had the opportunity to do what he needed to do. If that meant uh, removing the coach, it would have meant removing the coach. Those are my words, not his or anyone else's. Right. Um, and ownership. Um, did not allow him to make that decision. Ownership believed that Daryl Sutter had a two-year commitment, which he did, which he signed in the fall, and he, they expect Daryl Sutter to live up to that commitment, and so there was no firing going to be available. So I think that that's basically why Brad Treliving decided to walk away from anything that was going on in Calgary. Would you be surprised at all if Brad Treliving was a general manager in the NHL next year? Not at all. I think that his resume uh, as a, uh, a, a consummate professional, as someone who is approachable, I, I think Brad's a modern-day manager. I think when you look at the way he ran his operation uh, with Brad Pascal, Craig Conroy, Chris Snow, uh, that it was as, as good as any organization possible. You, you, what you can't predict is when your two best players decide to walk away. Uh, and when Johnny Goodrow walked away and, and Matt Kachuk basically said, I'm going to walk away, it left Brad in a very tough situation, and he tried to remedy it as, as, as well as he could. In fact, I think a lot of people would have given him the general manager of the year before the season started. I might have been one of them. Yeah, and you know what? Brad, Brad doesn't play, nor, nor does Brad coach. Uh, but he, in my opinion, he did his job for the Calgary Flames. I concur. John, I'm going to put you on the spot. How far does Edmonton go this year? Uh, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, it's so, it's so difficult because right now nobody's hurt. Uh, and I'm not hedging my bets. I think that they beat the uh, Kings in six. I think they beat whoever comes out of the Winnipeg-Vegas series in six. Uh, and then you have to, uh, then you have to examine you know, are, are they playing the, the Colorado Avalanche of last year? Are they healthy still? Uh, you know, we knew they weren't healthy last year in the third round, and look what happened. They got swept. Yeah. Uh, but it, I don't think it's unreasonable to think that the Edmonton Oilers will go to the Stanley Cup final. I think that they have to be considered, if not the, the best choice to go to the Stanley Cup final in the West right now, uh, if not the second best. John, great stuff. Uh, on Thursday, uh, Brendan Escott and Cam Moon will uh, have you on as we're traveling, Jack and myself. So thank you very much. Have a great day, Bob. Have a great call tonight and good luck. Yeah, we'll reach out uh, during the middle of the week. Okay. That is John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy Legacy Heating and Cooling. Royal Pizza. Pizza, pasta, and so much more, and they're still making it great. They got their brand-new Canadian Club Pizza with ham, chicken, bacon, ranch, and fresh tomatoes. You can visit royalpizza.ca. I had the uh, uh, the Texan dropped off at the humble Stoffer abode. Uh, 
on uh, Friday night last week. That was awesome. So looking forward to it. Royal Pizza still making it great. When we come back, a sit-down one-on-one interview with a guy who could be a huge X-Factor for the Edmonton Oilers of Andrew Kane when we return in Oilers now. Leon Dreisaitl with the second-highest scoring season tying Nikita Kucherov with 128 points. That's got to go all the way back to maybe Joe Thornton in 05-06. I think he had 129 that year. Uh, we are going to go to the Stan Oilers history at 152 in Edmonton. It's brought to you by New West Travel. Serving travelers since 1979. Again, we've got our L.A. trip. Um, there's uh, great seats for that game in Los Angeles. I can tell you that. Lorbel, uh tickets and all that kind of stuff. And uh, you can follow the Oilers in Los Angeles to watch exciting playoff action games three and four with the New West Travel Package. It includes accommodation for four nights at the Westin Hotel. Uh, Orville tickets for games three and four. We're going to do a welcome reception. Limited space available. Reach out to New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. We're going to go back to 1983. I remember the state well. It's well before Cody Jansen was born, but what happened? Yeah, just a couple of days. But uh, Wayne Gretzky sets the playoff record for points in a game. Four goals, three assists as the Oilers pummel the Flames 10-2 in game three of the Smythe Division final. That record, though, it was broken six years later by Devils forward Patrick Sun who had eight for New Jersey. Sammy got uh, tossed in that one. Dave Semenko, he uh, got a late shot in on uh, Tim Hunter, which, frankly, I had absolutely no problem with because that's how the game was played back then. And I didn't like the Flames because, you know, I was a kid from Edmonton. We are going to go to our one-on-one sit-down conversation of Andrew Kane. So, Evander, here we are. And we saw the impact of what you provided for the team. And granted, the Oilers have a better team now than they had early in the year. But, you know, L.A. caught the Oilers the first time right after you and Yamamoto got injured. Uh, and then this coming back from that road trip in Florida, the second time, a lot of penalties. It was a nasty game. Your team stuck up for itself. You guys played L.A. twice down the stretch. And uh, you led the way eight hits in both games. I think you guys got a physical dole on them. That's part of what you have to provide, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, L.A. Uh, has been known to be a big, heavy, physical, defensive team. And, you know, you have to be able to match up against that uh, in order to have success against them, especially offensively. So, you know, I think with the guys that we have this year, um, the size we have now on our back end and, and even up front, adding some guys in the bottom half of our lineup, I think uh, it gives us a different dimension with, with a lot of the skill we have and firepower we have up front. And, um, you know, I think it's going to be a good matchup starting tomorrow. Where are you at, do you think, in terms of, I mean, look, you had a pretty significant injury that not every player would be able to get away, uh, you know, get back from uh, easily. I mean, I, it would have to be an emotional toll, I think, as well. Where do you think your game's at right now? Yeah, um, obviously the injury was, was things mentally to deal with, right. and just, uh, you know, e- even today, it's not uh, 100%, you know, it's it's, it's going to take a couple of years to get uh, to get 100%, but um, we're ready to go. Uh, for me, I, I, I know you can't flick a switch, but but I think in the playoffs, you kind of have to, at some time, you have the dollar per game if you want to have success and um, you know I think uh, the last couple of games even though statistically you know maybe they haven't been on the score sheet as much I thought I've been playing well I thought our, our line's been doing some good things and um, you know we've been playing some quality hockey teams you know the Colorados the LA's the Vegas's of the world um, you know we've had some good tests down the down the, down the stretch and um, 
I think that's going to get us and keep us prepared uh, going into tomorrow night. What I've noticed, but I'm not in the room, but what I notice when I try to observe things, I don't sense that you guys are too sky high after wins and you're not getting crushed out. Like, there's a calmness about how you've approached things. Am I off base or am I on to something? There? No, I think you're spot on, to be honest. I think... Uh, I'd say even probably more so after wins, we're not too impressed with ourselves um, a lot of the time. So um, I, I think that's one thing our group uh, has gotten a lot better at uh, in my short time here. Um, and I think that can, can mean a lot, especially going to the playoffs, you know, understanding that, you know, if you win a game, you know, we, we can't think it's, uh, you know, the best thing ever. And if there's a game, it's not the end of the world either. Uh, and I think, again, we, we showed last year um, getting down in series early, going into L.A. game six down in the series. Um, that we can battle back and have that mental toughness, but I think that uh, that part of our game is growing as well. Duncan Keith was a great veteran. Uh, Tyson Berry's a real good guy, uh, but the reality of the situation is you've added Matias Eckholm, who's six foot four, and is way better at the puck than most people realize. And DeHarnay is an excellent shot suppressor, and I think we've seen Bouchard emerge a bit here as well. Uh, just a thought on the, the changing complexion of the Oilers' defense and that added size. Yeah, obviously we, we lost some great people um, last year and, and, and obviously uh, later this year uh, with Tice moving on but um, you look at the way our back end is I think we got to be one of the biggest back ends uh, in terms of height and size in the league and I think in the postseason I'm a believer that size does matter um, and it can be a deterrent and I think we have uh, some guys like Vinny and, and Eki and, and um, some bigger guys like Nursey that can really deter guys uh, and, and make it tough on other teams uh, forwards and I think that's really important uh, if you want to win. Uh, you know, you're a power forward, which means occasionally you have to go down a certain path that not a lot of guys like to. And I, I mean, I was uh, coming off the injury that you had, I was a little surprised how quickly you were willing to test yourself mm -hmm. against a guy who's legit and Brady Kachuk. I know it's part of the game. Was there any hesitation at all with that? No. Uh, for me, it's it's just a mentality that I have. Whether how, it doesn't really matter how I'm feeling physically. It's just uh, that's the way I'm wired. Um, you know, I'm a, an aggressive player. I, I, I like that part of the game. Um, um, I think it's important. I think it can pay off, especially when it comes to playoff series. And, um, for me, if, if I'm on the ice and, and uh, able to play, 99% of the time I'm, I'm able to do my thing if I have to. And uh, keep shooting come playoff time. This team suppresses a lot of shots, L.A. They're uh, fourth in league in shots against. And I do think you can't pass the puck in the net, can you? you got to be prepared to shoot. Yeah, no, I mean, if you look at our last couple of games against L.A., I think specifically the one here in Edmonton, I think the shots were like 45, 30. So there were a lot of shots for both teams, and I think it was a 2-1 hockey game or 2-0 hockey game. So, um, you know, getting pucks towards the net, I think, helps break down other teams' defenses and those teams and, and other opportunities to make plays and skilled plays open up off shots. So I think it's very important for us to not only get pucks in the net, but have people going to the net as well. Evander, thank you for your time. Thank you, Bob. Evander Kane, seven goals, nine points in seven games last year against L.A. He led, uh, tied for the NHL goal scoring lead in the playoffs with Nate McKinnon with 13 goals last year. It is 158 in Edmonton. Again, we are going an extra hour today. Jarrett Stoll coming up, Kings broadcaster at 145. Jack Michaels, Cam Moon, the Oilers 2 radio play-by-play -play voices, and from inside sports and um, the face-off show, Reed Wilkins as well. We got our playoff predictions after a global news weather traffic update I, uh, with Randy Kilburn.